This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Google announced a series of accessibility updates. Everything from search to the camera have added some accessibility features. Stephen Scott can break it all down. Stephen is the co-host of Double Tap on AMI-audio. Hello, Stephen. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Stephen, I'm good. There's actually a lot to dive into here, beginning with the searches side of the equation, you know, kind of where Google broke into the whole operation. What has Google done to update the search functions? Well, this is the great thing about what Google does. Uh, you know, as you know, I'm an Apple guy, so you know, I'm, I had to research this topic <laughs> a little bit because uh, it's unusual for me to delve into the world of Android and Google. But you know, we all use Google every day, right? Especially as you say, when it comes to search. In fact, it's become the word, isn't it, that we use, we attribute to search. And one thing that's cool, and one thing they've been working on over a period of time is developing and improving the information about the search. So let's say, for example, you wanted to search for a cafe that was wheelchair accessible. Well, you now can. In this update, that is one area where, you know, you can find out information about a restaurant or a cafe or a store and find out if it is accessible to you as someone, say, in a wheelchair or someone who perhaps likes to go to an autism-friendly hour of mm -hmm, a store opening mm -hmm. to make the, you know, the experience better for you with, with autism. But in addition to that, the other key point here is that they're also promoting disability-friendly businesses and disability-owned businesses yeah. as well. So if you own a business and you're disabled, you can highlight that too. And of course, we as a community can support that. What else are they doing inside the search function? Well, there's lots going on in search, and, and the key thing about search is it's a forever evolving thing. Of course, one of the key areas is artificial intelligence and building what is, is their version of the language model, the large language model we they use called BARD. And what BARD is, is essentially that model which allows you to get better and more intricate search results. And this kind of capability of being able to search for specific information about a product or a, a theme of a, a restaurant or whatever, but in addition to that, find out if it's accessible to you. I think is really, really important. Mm. And of course, updates, you know, and continues the work on what are called existing business attributes. This is what Google classifies this as. And you can find Asian-owned, Black-owned, Latino-owned, uh, veteran-owned, woman-owned businesses as well. So wow. you can find exactly what you want to know about that organization and really filter that search down in a way you couldn't before. So that's the bread and butter, the search function of Google. The whole thing, the whole inception point was being a search engine, and you see where they're making mm -hmm. those improvements. But they're more than just bread and butter. Google is a whole buffet of options, including being a player in the smart home space. They're making some changes to what they're doing with the routine or the assistant routine functions. So how are they evolving that to maybe be more disability inclusive? Well, look, I don't know about you, Dave, but I don't tend to get into this whole world of routines. I know it's no, there. No, I don't. Apple, I don't, it's called, I don't yeah, either, yeah. I, it's confusing, right? And I think a lot of people, they tend to avoid it because unless, I mean, for example, my Amazon Echo will sometimes say to me when I ask it to turn the lights on, it will say, hey, would you like me to turn these lights on and off at sunrise and sunset? And I think, 
actually, yeah, that's cool. And I just say yes, and it goes off and does it. And I think that's the way we want it to work. Uh, but of course, lots of people like to delve in and change their settings and, and make multiple things happen. So when I walk in the front door, a sensor will turn on a light, maybe it'll turn on the TV, maybe it'll start up the smart kettle, you know, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's all cool, but you have to build that routine. That is what a routine is. You build all this up. But up until now, I feel personally that it's been a little bit challenging trying to work out how to do this. And Google are trying to improve it through what they're calling action blocks. This is really simply exactly as you would imagine, almost like a Lego style approach to building up these assistant routines, right? So you have all your different blocks, you have a light, you have a sensor, you have a kettle, and you just put them all into this, you know, when this happens, this happens. And I think they're trying to make it easier because I think what these companies have realized, Apple as well with shortcuts, is that whilst these are great functionalities and they open up so much capability, a lot of people don't even know where to start. And to be honest, it feels even today, for even for me, it feels like I'm living, I have yeah. to go off and get a degree to be able to understand how this works. So hopefully this will make it uh, better. Yeah, that's it. For someone like you who's very much a tech head, if you find the establishment of creating routines to be difficult, yeah, I can see how maybe someone like me who is a little more tech illiterate would really be reluctant to do it. And as you but point I don't out, think you are. No, I don't think you are illiterate, though. I think that's the point. I don't think we are. I think it's, it's that I don't think the way this is presented makes sense. So I think that they have to come up with a better way of laying this out, simplifying it, so we can all benefit from yeah, it. I, yeah. I really, I think it's it's more to do with that. Also, I really think it, if you were to talk about the true value of an assistant routine being established, you've got to have the smart house that's almost completely integrated. I'm not saying maybe, like you can't have a couple outliers, but pretty much your lock, your lights, your appliances, your alarm clock, like your television, everything sort of needs to be in that singularity of a universe to really talk about the value of that. Like you've really got to have the full smart home. If you've only sort of, if you're only sort of dabbling in the smart home, having having assistant routines doesn't strike me as is as as useful. Sorry, I'm I'm bad at talking English. <laughs> Not at all. No, I, I have to listen. I'm Scottish. I know all about that. Um, but look, I um, I feel when it comes to this kind of technology, we're not quite there yet. I think it's still not quite as simple. I think what we want to get to, and I know companies like Amazon are really pushing this, and they've pushed this this year. They want to try and develop a system where you plug in, say, a smart plug. You buy a smart plug. You plug it into the wall, and automatically a device like an Amazon Echo will pick up on the fact you've plugged this new device in, and it says, hey, I've just found this uh, it's a smart plug what do you want to call it and you say well I want to call it the fan because I'm going to plug a fan into it right right um, okay cool and that's it and then you can then say turn on and off the fan and that's the beginning of a smart home all the action blocks does is just build that into a routine that allows multiple devices to be controlled at once right and I think once you've got the understanding of the basics of this and I don't think it's up to us to figure this out I think the companies should do a better job of explaining it through their applications and making this technology easier to understand. It's been the realm of geeks for too long. Yeah. <laughs> and they could sell it to so many more people if they, if they just thought a bit wider. Yeah, not, not, not to dwell here, but Stephen, I can definitely see the use case from an accessibility point of view that is, I've used my smart lock, I've opened the smart lock, please turn on, you know, three or four of the hallway lights and please, you know, turn on the, like you said, the smart kettle in, in the kitchen and maybe the TV in the living room. But 
I, 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 I see I see the merits, but sometimes that's not my, I don't do the same thing every time I walk in the front door other than make sure my keys are in my pocket because that's kind of an important one because I don't, I don't want to lose my keys. But yeah, like, like I, I, I can see the value, but I also don't necessarily see extreme value to reinvest a bunch of my money to smarten up my house. Well, I, I take that point, and, and I do, and I think you know it's interesting because I am, a, as you know, a bit of a tech head. I love tech, and I love playing with it. But you know, very simply, in my house, I have a routine where when my wife or I come into the front front of the house, the the lights come on, and it's a very simple thing. But you know, if you're blind or you're low vision. When you walk into the house, the last thing you want to do is fall over something or yeah. scrambling around trying <laughs> to find a light switch. You know, ideally, you just want the lights to come on. And that's really as far as it goes in, in my smart home. But that is really empowering for us. Yeah. It makes a big difference. It means in the dark nights, as they're about to start coming in, you know, you start it's getting darker in the evening. You come into the house at night. You just want the, the lights to come on. It's a security thing as well. If you're coming down the stairs in, of an evening, the lights come on. It's a safety thing, right? So... You know, I think that if that's all we do with it and it helps us, that's it. I think yeah. the problem is, like you're identifying, there's often this desire to push us to do more. And really, let's be honest about it, Dave, it's just so that they can sell more stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's really what it's all about. <laughs> selling more hardware, selling more services. Stephen, one yeah. more here. I've sort of made this joke here. The bread and butter, butter of Google is their searching, and then they've really emerged nicely into the smart home space. They've also really become a great player in the cell phone game, specifically mm -hmm. driven by their camera, their Pixel line of cameras. So what are they doing in terms of an update to the Google cameras on phones? Do you know something? I've been an iPhone guy for a long time and I get jealous of uh, the stuff that uh, you Android people have. Um, and I've got to say, this particular feature stands out for me. This is called Lens in Maps. It's a new feature. It was formerly called Search with Live View. What it means is you can hold up your camera on your device and you will get information visually on the screen about services, about companies, about whatever it is that you're standing in front of. So let's say you're standing in front of a store and you point the camera at the store. It will tell you what the store is. It might tell you information about the store. You know, a restaurant's a good example of this. What kind of food do they sell? Yeah. What kind of stuff? And I've used this myself. You know, you're walking around as I was. I was in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago. I'm walking around the airport looking for somewhere to eat. I've got no idea what half these restaurants sell. They're just names, right? It's just yeah. the name of a restaurant. So being able to dig into that is really cool. Cool. Uh, up until now, unfortunately, Lens and Maps, as it's now known, was not accessible to TalkBack users, the uh, screen reader that's on those Android smartphones. But this new feature is, and it uses AI, as does everything else these days, and augmented reality <laughs> to basically use that phone camera to orientate people. So not only can you search for a place and you can find it and it will help you get there, it will also tell you information about that place as well. And I think this is going to be really cool. It's not just, of course, restaurants. It could be, you know, you go to a transit station, you could be using an ATM. There's lots and lots of things you can do with this and be able to use your phone camera to just search. And of course, let's not forget guided frame which was a feature they announced last year. It's starting to come through uh, in the latest updates on Pixel only at the moment. Uh, but guided frame is a way of being able to take a selfie um, 
and be guided to take your selfie. You know, you want to make sure that you're actually in the shot, right? So yeah, it yeah. will help you in a really cool way. It uses haptic feedback. It uses beeps and boops and all the other stuff that these phones do. Uh, but it will also talk to you as well and say, hey, you're in frame. Now let's take the picture kind of thing. Ooh. And it just makes it more fun. And I think this is absolutely fantastic. I love seeing what they are, uh, they're doing um, with these with this technology because it really is making a difference to us as blind yeah. people. But yeah, I gotta say, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> a little fun, a little functional. It's making uh, Stephen Scott jealous. Yeah. There you go. That's the whole point. Someone at Google just did a huge fist pump. We made Stephen Scott jealous. That's the whole goal. Mm. That's the whole Google goal. I've got two goal. fists in the air right now. I'm <laughs> enraged. What am I doing with this? What am I doing with this stupid iPhone? Get me on, get me on Google immediately. Uh, Stephen, double tap daily hits AMI-audio's yes. airwaves in exactly one hour and 31 minutes, noon Eastern time on AMI-audio. What do you and Sean have lined up for today? Do you know what I'm really excited about today's show, Dave? And I'm sorry to take time up on this, but honestly, this is so cool because uh, Soundscape is, is an app that a lot of blind people know about. It's an app that helps us navigate around and orientate ourselves. Sadly, it was uh, it was sunsetted, I think is the word, by uh, Microsoft at the tail end of last year and uh, has become an open source project. Today on the show, we have one of the original co-founders of Microsoft Soundscape, the oh, guy sick. who actually developed it, uh, and he's going to be on the show, and I am asking him the difficult question that is, what really happened at Microsoft Ooh. that meant that they sunsetted this product? Will he answer the question or not? You've got to find out today. Oh, hashtag journalism with Stephen Scott. Don't want to miss that one. Stephen, thank you for this. Have a lovely day. Thanks, Dave. Have a great day. That's Stephen Scott. He's one of the co-hosts of Double Tap. You can find that show daily noon eastern time on ami audio i rarely to if ever miss it i'm delighted when it pours through the loudspeakers and the audio control room into my studio into my office but uh, sometimes it's not always the case so you got to go above and beyond to track down the stream or download the podcast but Stephen and sean do a phenomenal job daily on double tap noon eastern on ami audio coming up after the break Traffic congestion, it's uh, an annoyance. Maybe even you could call it a full-blown problem. The doors of Dave Brown Consulting will be thrown open to see if Ramya Anwithan, Nazreen Abdel-Majid, Elizabeth Moeller, or myself can win the city planning gold medal and solve traffic congestion. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.